happy Tuesday with Tamika. Thank you all so much for joining me for yet another week of Tuesday with Tamika, where I count it an honor and a privilege for you all to be with me on this journey of healing, self-discovery, and really just allowing God to fully restore us. If you are new to the podcast, welcome on in. If you're an oldie but goodie, you guys already know what it is. Here on Tuesday with Tamika, we believe in living a life to inspire and not impress. We believe in turning every trial into a treasure. We believe in lifting as we climb, and we believe in letting God fully restore us. I know several folks that are grieving, you know, whether it's the death of your favorite celebrity, whether it's, you know, family members or different things that's going on in our life. Oftentimes in this thing called life, we go through what I call healing crisis. And when these healing crises come up, it causes us to question. It causes us to wonder. It causes us to sometimes even throw up our hands and say, it's not worth it. Listen, in full transparency, I've been there, y'all, where I felt like, Lord, I felt like when I was out there in the world doing my thing, life was easier. And now that I'm trying to walk this faith walk, all hell is literally breaking loose in my life. So I have a special guest on today that is really going to walk us through all the things of life. So I want you guys to do what we do grab your journal, grab your pens, because we are going to get into it. I believe that this is going to be a real, authentic, and transparent conversation. And I want you all to really lean in because one thing's for sure, the devil always tries to make us feel like we're the only one. And I believe through this trans this conversation, this transformational conversation, I believe we're going to get answers to how to walk out on faith when you literally, what does the word of God say? Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. When you are looking around and you don't see nada. So I want you guys to welcome my guests to the show as we dive in to this topic on how to walk when you can't see. Steve, how are you? Hey, Tamika, I am great. And um, I just uh, I just want you to know that I have truly been looking forward to connecting with you. Uh, Tamika, I love what you're doing. I love your program. And, and I love those little uh, self-descriptions, you know, turning mm. your trouble into trials into treasure. Yeah. And, um, you know, we're here to inspire, not impress. I think that's huge because yeah. so many people don't have a, a solid identity and they're living their lives trying to impress others. And that just, that's, that, that'll just make you bankrupt. Uh, Tamika, I'm, I'm very honored and excited to be, be talking with you. Likewise, this has been a long time coming, but I am glad that we are here. So, so do me a favor and just introduce yourself to the audience and let us know. Um, I, I heard someone on a, a podcast this week and they were a pastor and they said, Pass, okay, let me get this correctly. He said, pastor, my name is Tim. That's who I am. Pastor is what I do, which is like an adjective, right? What we do is the adjective. Right. So he, so on the podcast, he said, don't call me pastor. So me being a church girl, 
and being taught that, you know, the titles and all this stuff, but I love, you know, the TWT family, as I am affectionately call them, we love realness. We love rawness. So the moment you told me that I said, oh, this is going to be good. So tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, Tamika, first off uh, in the, um, uh, a book that I wrote in 2017, uh, the title is Confessions, Finding Hope Through One Pastor's Doubt. And there's actually a chapter in that entitled, I Hate Being a Nice Pastor. <laughs> so that's huge. Um, and, 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 you know, my name's Steve, and uh, I don't like being called Pastor Steve, uh, but I have. Uh, I've been in vocational ministry uh, for 28 years. Uh, my wife and I served in Moscow, Russia uh, for, as missionaries for two years, uh, been in the local pastorate. We planted a church in California, and we've been on the northwest side of Houston for 12, 12 and a half years. Um, you know, I, I believe that God's an adventurous God. I, mm. I'm an adventurous guy. Married to a phenomenal woman. We have uh, four young adult kids. Um, and uh, I, I just... I, you know, Tamika, I, I, I want to be able to give hope to people. You know, mm. that, that, that's, that's who I am. I love that. And you are definitely my type of guy. Um, before we dive into this conversation, how is the weather? I never asked that, but mm. I know you guys are experiencing some weather there in Houston. So is everything, you guys good over there? We, we are good. It was, uh, it was pretty hard yesterday. Uh, but, you know, you go back to Hurricane Harvey and things like that, which are much, much worse. I think the big thing was just the wind. Mm -hmm. uh, I grew up in northern Texas, Amarillo, and, you know, we know what wind is up there. But thank you. Thank you. Um, I don't know of anybody personally. Uh, Houston's a big place, uh, but we're, we're doing okay. Good. That's so good to hear. Well, let, let's dive in because you, you, I know in your book, you tackle some pretty tough topics. As someone that is an inner healing coach that I deal with some really hard things with uh, the clients that I'm blessed to serve, as well as in, you know, my secular work that is really ministry and mental health. Um, one of the big things, and I feel like COVID really did a number on folks. So there's an influx of like depression. I personally, um, as a believer, as someone that like was a pew baby, grew up on church, in church, um, I experienced depression on an all-time high where I tried to take my own life. And I went to the church because that's what I was taught to do. And there was, I felt like I was shamed. I felt like there was a lot of guilt. And a lot of people that I talked to, there's this conversation of is mental health appropriate in the church? And what does a believer do, right? Because we know we're made in his image. We have all the great, yeah. I call it Christianese, right? We can, we can yeah. quote all yeah. the Christianese, yes. <laughs> but what do we do when the depression feels like it's, it's louder than God's voice? It, it, well, I, I, number one, I think you're, you're accurate in the way that, that many people, people grew up in the church, look at this. And the simple reality to me is that a big part of that is, is actually just brain chemistry, the, the different neurons and, and, and the, all the, <laughs> the grooves and everything in our brain. And, and some of that's the way we're wired. Some of that is just over years and years 
of, of going through negative narratives. Yeah. Um, one of the, the chapters in the book is simply entitled A Faith When All the Lights Go Out. And I actually, mm. yeah, I actually introduced that chapter with kind of my own story. And I, I quoted a very famous uh, radio preacher, big guy. And I remember a, a sermon he was preaching one time. He referred to suicide as being that cowardly act. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I listened to that and I thought, this guy's brilliant. He's smart. He's an entrepreneurial. He's got, but he doesn't get it. The, the, are there times where there's cowardice? I'm sure there are. But the, the you know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor, but if I were, I would say the medical reality the, the neuroscience reality, the, the emotional and spiritual reality is that sometimes people who are looking at this actually think they are doing good yeah. for everybody around them if they would just get, you know, terminate their life. Um, you know, it's biblical too. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you read through the Psalms. I mean, a lot of those Psalms are just prayers of King David, and there are times he is just like, you know, God, I can't take this. And God's striking down. You, you look at the prophets, Elijah. Uh, you know, Elijah's under that broom tree. God, there's no one else. Just track me down. <laughs> you know, it, it's real. And and when you look at history, you look at history. Some, some of the great leaders throughout history dealt with depression. Um, a big one for me, World War II, is Winston Churchill. Mm. And he, he referred to his depression as that black dog. Uh, Abraham Lincoln uh, dealt with it. Princess Diana, you know, going back. Um, so I think to make a recognizing what it is, uh, mm. trying to get with people who understand it, mm-hmm. uh, people, you know, the, the tribe that you have, the people yes. that you have around you to encourage you. Um, it, it's something that can be worked through. It's something that, you know, sometimes we need a little bit of the, uh, the, the medication to kind of get our brain chemistry right. And here, here's the reality. If, if I've got a heart issue, I'm going to take some medication. Yes. You know, if I've got high cholesterol or whatever it is, and, and the reality and, and the complexity, I just love the complexity of our human bodies, the, the brains, is that sometimes the, the, the wiring is just messed up and the uh, the, the the medication will help, but but it, it's a holistic thing. It's a holistic yeah. thing, you know. Having the tribe and, and learning to to reframe the narrative that we tell ourselves on mm-hmm. a daily basis is a big part. Uh, I, I believe we can get through it, and and I that's one of the reasons I put that in the book, Mika. Yeah, because a lot of times people look at somebody like you or somebody like me who vocationally wears the name faster and they think well I got it all figured out why would I share my heart with them well the truth of the matter is um, you're a woman created in the image of God I'm a man created in the image of God we're flesh and blood and and I, I you know I, I deal with it too but I've come out at the other end of the, the tunnel so so the, ho- the hope Tamika is that that this narrative will encourage people to either a seriously seek God or B, to keep on going down the road. Yeah, absolutely. I love that you brought in scripture because one thing I'm learning for sure, and and this is so not to like shame anyone, but most, most folks, 
they may read the Bible, but they really don't study it. And they don't ask for like revelation. Every time I crack open the book, I act like I've never read it before. And I ask God for true revelation and doing so I was, I'm able to see, um, what they were going through, like you said, like my brother David was boy, yes. oh boy, he was, he had some trials and tribulations and a lot of the prophets, a lot of the folks in the Bible. Um, the other thing that I really, really like that you said, and I think it's happening more and not only on this topic, but there's been this shift in the church where there has been like, I, I feel like for many years, there's been like this ugly um, relationship and almost like a divorce between like mm. mental health and the church, mm. between politics and the church. And, mm. and, and, you know, we've even picked up different narratives that say like, those things are not in the church and I'm like, are not for the church. And I'm like, well, all throughout scripture, there was a marriage, you know, and it, it may have been a dysfunctional marriage, but we <laughs> had a place, right? The, the religion, and the church had a place in these things, which brings me to the next topic. First, my first question is, have you noticed as a pastor, like this shift where people are not, there's not this separation, but there is like this relationship, maybe like this courtship between like religion and mental health and politics and mental mm -hmm. health and even like these social justice mm -hmm. issues, right? Because we can't, as, as the body of Christ, we can't turn a blind eye to it. Like it's here. The word of God mm -hmm. says we're mm -hmm. in the world, but not of it. Yes. So have you noticed that shift and what is our place? Like, like, what do we do with all of this? There, there has been a shift, uh, even in my lifetime, it, it, going back to the generations before us, um, you know, you go back 50, 100 years ago, church had a more predominant role in the Western American society. You know, for example, uh, children's uh, kids athletic events, you know, they were never scheduled on Sunday. Right. Uh, they, they weren't scheduled on Wednesday, uh, various parts of the country, because it was part of the culture uh, that we lived in. Uh, and there, there is this this kind of uh, scramble egg, you know, uh, today with all these different uh, fighting philosophies, the politics, the social justice, the religion, the church, just everything. I, I think maybe it's a pendulum uh -huh. you know, shift. And, and we've gotten to a place where church is there, but I'm not really sure it's relevant. Uh, a guy named Dan Kimball uh, wrote a book, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago. The title was They Love Jesus, But Not the Church. Mm. You know, I, I think he's got some good points, but I hate that title. Yeah. Here's why. Here's why. And I like the way you put it, Tamika. The Bible refers to the church. And this is not, you know, just the church where I preach or where you go. It's the universal church. The church is the bride of Christ. Yeah. And for someone to say, hey, I like Jesus, but not the church, that's like, hey, Steve, you know, I kind of like you, but your wife stinks. You know, I'm sorry, <laughs> our conversation is over with. Yeah. Um, I, I think a big thing, um, Tamika, it's just maybe the worldview. What kind of worldview am I living under? Mm -hmm. And then when I think about God, an interesting thing, when you look at Jesus Christ, a huge part of his ministry was uh, the kingdom of God is at hand. 
and living with this reality that, you know, hey, you know, I'm an American citizen. Hey, I live in Texas. And, you know, Texas thinks, you know, they think their own country. And, and, uh, <laughs> you know? um, but below that, below that, I'm a citizen of the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Uh, my, my friends back in Russia, I've got some friends in other countries, geographically, politically, different passport, but we're together at the throne of God. I love that verse in Revelation 7 that talks about uh, people from every nation, tribe, and tongue mm -hmm. being at, at the foot of Jesus. And when I can get that reality, then that'll help influence everything else, the way I treat others, the way I look at politics. And I, I, I talk about, I mean, you, you mentioned tough issues. You know, there's a chapter in the book on, you know, I called it, you know, dealing with piety and politics. The, the truth of the matter is we, we have the privilege to live in this country where we have a, a free say um, and, and being able to express what, what I, I believe is right, but then also what is on my heart. You know, sometimes to me, I think we need to give grace because mm. you talk, you use the word social justice. And so many times we even have people who love Jesus, you know, they're, they're they're punching the snot out of each other because person A is not jumping on the bandwagon of person B's social justice issue. And so giving each other grace and being able to have a, a clear identity. This is who I am. This is why I'm on the, the globe. I'm part of a bigger community. You know, it's not all about me. Right. So in this bigger community, what do I do to serve? And it's going to be different. Mm. Therefore, there are going to be different social issues that, that are in, on my heart, that are on someone else's heart. And, and being able to say, this is who I am, created in God's image, and this is how I'm going to help the world around me. Mm. I love that, that, that grace piece that yes. you brought in. And I, I, since you, you're someone that have traveled and even served, I love grace and I love serving. Like those are like two of my favorite, favorite words. And someone that has served in other countries and have had the privilege to, you know, do this work. Is this uh, like Western Christian, like some of the things that we're talking about, is this like just our issue and the Western world? Or is like, what do they think about us in other countries? Or do they think like you guys are so spoiled and crazy? Or, you know, because I know in uh, some countries, just to proclaim the name of Jesus, it can be a crime. Mm -hmm. So do you think that this is like a centralized problem and we make everything big like we do, especially over there in Texas? Or... <laughs> Is this more of a body of Christ nationwide, worldwide issue? I think the tendency is there in every culture to extrapolate my, my culture on top of the kingdom of God. Um, it, 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 sometimes that just happens. Sometimes that just happens. The problem is when I, I, I bring it across with the same authority mm. as I do the word of God. Um, the, the, the thing about authentic Christianity, following Jesus, the kingdom of God, it is above culture. Um, you know, every now and then I'll, I will hear, no one said this to me personally, but, but I've read this, heard this, uh, people in Africa, people in the Middle East, people in Asia, a lot of times they'll say, oh, Christianity, 
that's a white man's religion. I'm mm. like, no, Jesus was actually brown. You know, it didn't, <laughs> it didn't originate in, in America. I, I think when you look at history, you know, the history of the Western world has some roots to the freedom in Christianity, but there, there are different issues. We, we take communion every week at our church. Uh, the church that I, I worked with in Russia and other church, churches, they, they took communion as well, and we do it differently. Yeah. You know, th there in Moscow, people would get up one by one and go take communion and come back. You know, we, we pass the plates here. You know, right. we've got a time, <laughs> we've got a schedule. Um, and, you know, you look at different parts of the world. Um, but I also think, again, that there's a reality that different cultures will look at Christianity look at the issues that they are dealing with and different things will, will poke them and prod them uh, that, that are, you know, some of the issues, uh, some of the issues that we're fighting about here, Christians in, in, in Mongolia, they're not fighting about. Right. Uh, the truth of the matter is some of those Christians in various places, they're just trying to stay alive. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so it, it is different. And the thing that I try to do so many times to make it just, just point people back to Jesus. You know, just look at Jesus. You know, I'm I'm a screw up. I'm a mess up. Just look at Jesus. Yeah. We what you know, back in the day when a couple of years ago we used to have those bracelets, WWJD, yes. right? Like what would Jesus do? And and even as you were talking, I just kind of glanced at the screen and I thought this is a perfect example. You know, as you talk about the kingdom of heaven, the other day I was watching, you know, because we could watch TV on church now, right? I mean, on TV, right? Church on TV. So I was watching a pastor and they like kind of panned his audience and I got emotional because there were all different generations, all different colors and creeds. And I was just like, that's it. Like, that's it. And even as I'm looking at us on the screen, you know, a white man from Texas and a black girl from California, but oh. we're able to talk Jesus and we're yeah. talking the same language and we feel each other and we, you know, although our cultures, our life experiences are different, the what reigns true is that we are, we are the body and we're brothers and sisters, right? Because we're the body. And I love that. And I think if we all, there was a shift in my brain where I started to see it's, it's, the kingdom, right? And I started hearing it more and I'm like, oh, wow, Lord, that, that that's what this whole book is about. This book is about thy kingdom come, thy Ooh. will be done. And so I love that you mentioned that. So how do we heal through all the things, through the talk of politics, through the talks of social injustice, the um, talks of even you know, sexual identity, the things that our kids are being exposed to. I know you have a chapter in the book that deals with sexual identity and how, how do we heal with so much coming at us all the time where our faith is definitely compromised, but our identity is like every aspect of us. How do we heal? You know, there, there are probably some surface level issues. Uh, surface level uh, things that can help. Uh, sometimes very, very simple, such as shut the TV off, you know, go on a media fast. Can yeah. you go 
one, two, three weeks without looking at Twitter, Facebook, or whatever, and, and you'll notice that your, your shoulders aren't quite as tight anymore. Um, one of the things that I do on a regular basis, and I've kind of already referenced it, but even uh, you know the, the racial tensions or the economic tensions or whatever, I just keep telling people, look, 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 here's the answer. It's in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And if you give me the opportunity, I'll help explain that. But, but again, um, part of that comes back, you know, even though people may not have been a true follower of Jesus, they may not have had the born again heart. You know, born again is actually termed Jesus free. Going back several years ago, so many more people just lived with a, they, they lived with a general biblical worldview. Yes. That there, there is a God and I'm responsible to that God. And even if I don't want God, I'm not going to mess with him, you know? And we live in today a very, very atheistic and very depressed, very depressed society. You know, what is truth? And if you ask that question, then truth is determined by by the eye of the beholder. You know, truth mm. is determined by whoever happens to have the biggest stick at the time. You know, there are all these surface levels, but I think, you know, before I start changing somebody else, I need to have God change me. Yes, that's and, it. Yes, and and even going down lower than that, you know, our, our citizen changes. We we put our faith in Jesus Christ. Our citizen changes. I know I'm a child of the kingdom of God. I know that I know that I know that when my heart stops beating, I'm going to be in heaven. But the truth of the matter is, I still have all this junk. And and it it takes a while for the Holy Spirit and, you know, people in my tribe and, and, you know, people who know more to help work through it. I mean, I even think about, you know, my own story. You know, one of the reasons why I went through some some very dark times is because I felt like God didn't like me. Mm. Why did I think that? Well, because things, uh, you know, in in my past and, you know, I grew up with different fathers and I, you know, this and that and this and that and trying to figure out who Steve Hinton is. And, you know, I sensed a call to ministry when I was about 12. And and then I, I go to Bible college, go to seminary and I'm in ministry and and, and I, I, I created my identity. You know, this is who I am, and I'm a great preacher. And God said, oh, really? You know, even though I've got a good homiletical skill, you know, I, you know, I wasn't saving people by the thousands. Mm. And, you know, then there's a tendency to look around, tendency to look at others and think, well, I'm a failure, I'm stupid, or God just doesn't like me. That comparison but, sneaks in. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and being able to to step back, you know, again, redefine, reframe, and and, and re-understand what success is. Mm -hmm. Uh, Success for me may not be preaching at a church of, you know, whatever. It may be that I disciple my kids, and I have a grandson someday that saves a billion people like Bill Graham. So, so, you know, where where does the change start? Well, I got to begin in me. Yes, you have to begin in you. I remember hearing the story of Billy Graham and they said the lady that invited, like we we would never know who she is, right? Like she was just some little old lady that said, come to church. Mm-hmm. And, but now she's reaping the benefits in heaven of all the millions of people that he preached to and that he brought to the faith. So I really want to thank you for just really sharing your truth transparently. I, I want the audience to 
figure out where they can get this book. Um, as you were talking, it just was pressed up on my heart. Although I'm sure this is a book that everyone can read and enjoy. I feel like there's a, a calling for the men that listen to the podcast that maybe feel misunderstood. And, and you come to T TWT every Tuesday because you're gleaning something from this podcast. I am super excited to announce that now we have something really tangible for you, for all the issues of life that you are facing and all the things. And I want you to know that you're not alone. And before Steve, like kind of gives us where we can find him and, and, and purchase the book and all that stuff. I want to give you all a faith action step. And I want you to grab those journals, grab those pens. And I want you to three columns. I want you to write people, places, and things. Steve has referenced many times your tribe. Your tribe are your people. Those are the people you spend the most time with. And sometimes, to be honest, they're that negative force that causes you to lose the faith. Because every time you pick up the phone or every text or every time you scroll through their social media, it's something negative. It's something pulling you away. I, I want you to make a list of your fab five, your fab five people that you spend time with, places that you attend, and things that you do. And then let's take inventory. It's not too late. You use the word restart and refresh and reframe. Because we are believers, the word of God says daily, daily, we can renew our mind daily. We can start all over. So as you get that list, I want you to put a plus sign. The OG uh, TWT listeners, you probably have heard me say this again, but we can do it again. Repetition is the mother and father of success. So put a plus sign by those folks that that give to you. Every time you're in their presence, you feel lighter, you feel filled up. And then those that may be a little negative or a lot of negative, put a negative sign. And then let's do some inventory. Here on TWT, we don't cut folks off. We grow and we mm -hmm. elevate and they eventually will fall off. Those things and those places, maybe it's that church. You know, you've been going there for all your life because your grandma, your auntie, your uncles, and all these folks went there, but you're not being filled up. It's time to do inventory and just know that God has given us the ability to be fully restored. Nothing lost, nothing taken, but fully restored. <sighs> Tamika, that's beautiful. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's funny. You mentioned, you know, I'm a guy and, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to be on this great podcast with this great lady with a huge audience of ladies. And, <laughs> and then I, then I realized, well, number one, the issues in this, there are issues in this that, that affect us both. Number two, sometimes ladies are thinking, I don't, I don't have a clue what this guy's thinking. Maybe this will help you. Yes. And, then, and then number three, uh, you know, I know a lot of ladies who, who are looking for something they can give to, you know, a husband, a boyfriend, a son, a father, grand, you know, whatever, you know, that that might be a tool. And I like the way you, you're doing an inventory and tools and, you know, practical things. So. Yes, I love it. So where do we pick up this tool to add to our toolbox? Please take a moment and just share where to get the book. Where can my audience follow you? Um, where, you know, how do we get in contact with you? Because maybe there is a, a brother, a cousin, a husband that they're like, oh, I got to get this book and I got to get him in contact with C Steve. How do what my audience get in contact with you? 
Uh, Tamika, the book itself, uh, the, the title is Confessions, Finding Hope Through One Pastor's Doubt. And, and th that could be ordered on Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble. Uh, there, there's an audible version of it. Uh, mm -hmm. So that can be ordered in, in, in various ways. My, my blog, my website is actually called Kingdomology, um, you know, the study of the kingdom. And I've had that blog, um, wow, about 12, 13 years. Sometimes wow. I'm really faithful, sometimes I'm not. But uh, and even, even with that, if, uh, if any of your listeners uh, get onto that and they subscribe, um, I can send you a, a free uh, copy of like the introduction in chapter one in the book. Uh, so that, that's the quick, uh, quick nuts and bolts there. Awesome. You guys, we will have all of his information in the show notes. Make sure you go subscribe. I love when God, I call these God winks when mm. I say something and someone already has it or vice versa. It's just, that's how he is, man. Like God is so just amazing in the way that he makes these connections. So TWT family, thank you so much. Do us a favor, go like, share, and rate this podcast. Share it with three friends. Just send it over to your husband. You know, just say, hey, take a listen to this. Send it over to your brother. Send it to three people. But most importantly, as you're going through your week this week, remember to lift as you climb. And that is a great way that we can lift as we climb. Sharing this great information. Applied knowledge is the way we grow. The other thing I want you to remember is to live a life to inspire and not impress. Comparison, comparison, comparison. It steals our joy. Stop comparing. Stop trying to impress. And I'm sorry, stop trying. Yeah, stop trying to impress and, <laughs> and start to inspire. And then allow God to restore you. All of my, my business, everything is founded on Job 2 and 25, where it, God tells us that the canker worm, the palmer worm, all the worms, what they came to um, eat up, God has the ability to fully, fully restore. And then most importantly, turn those trials into treasures. Everything that you've been through, everything that you face, it wasn't wasted. God is going to use that for his glory and for your testimony. I love you all. Until next week. Bye-bye.